Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice weekly podcast on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. It is an exciting time as we are ramping up toward midterm elections on November 6th, so I'm happy to speak with David Owen from the Legalize North Dakota campaign, where Measure 3, if passed, would make personal use, possession, and cultivation of cannabis legal for adults over 21 and even expunge certain marijuana convictions. I can't wait to hear more about it. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you for having me, Bethany. How are you doing? I'm doing great. There's so much going on. I'm getting ready to go to Anaheim for our California Cannabis Business Conference. Going to swoop down through Nevada. It's and, and all this just before the election. So it's going to be go, go, go. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll admit, uh, as much travel as I do for NCIA, I have never spent time in North Dakota. But I understand you're born and raised in North Dakota. So... I would just love for you to tell me more about what it's like there and and more about your background and what you're all about. So I'm not born and raised in North Dakota. My family's from there. I've lived the past six years in North Dakota, lived a bit in Maryland, a bit in Virginia, all that jazz. But it's a wonderful state. It's nice and relaxed. you got these great small towns, great farming communities. You know, it's a wonderful place to be. It's relaxed. It's not go, 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 rush, rush, rush. And you can kind of live life and enjoy it. Gotcha. That's great. So, um, so you spent some time there. Your family's from there, and you mentioned Maryland and Virginia. I'm from Maryland also. So you did the you did the D.C. thing for a while, the D.C. metro area thing. What what kind of uh, kind of shenanigans were you getting into in D.C.? Um, you know, I was just doing a little bit of work. I worked for Watts Partners for a little bit, which is a uh, conservative and liberal bipartisan firm. Um, obviously, did a little bit of school. Um, moved up to Pennsylvania for that and just grew up in Maryland for a while. Gotcha. Great. So what's your uh, your focus uh, if, if there's an industry or career niche that that you would say is, is yours that you're headed on? What is that? One of these days, I'd love to go to law school. Um, that's really what one of the goals is. Um, in the meantime, I'll focus on doing reform, uh, criminal justice, marijuana reform, all that sort of stuff are my main interests. Oh, great. Did you happen to get connected with SSDP when you were going to school, Students for Sensible Drug Policy? No. So how it started was I had some buddies who had marijuana records um, when I was just finishing up high school. And one of them wanted to join the military. And he wanted to go serve his country. Um, and unfortunately, he was not allowed to because of his marijuana charge. Then I get to campus, and um, people are getting felonies because of what I call the school zone rule. 
which is if you have possession of any amount within two-tenths of a mile of the university, it's an automatic felony. Oof. And so I've seen about 10, 15 people that I knew end up in prison and end up not being able to move on with their lives. Oh, my gosh. And so that's what really got me involved. And then I got started on the 16 medical initiative, and then I got on the 18 one because, or because no one else was going to lead it, and if not me, who? Yeah, so yeah, thanks again for doing that work. Uh, there's never enough activists and advocates for, for any of these causes, uh, so we're all in this together. Um, so it sounds like that's kind of your your personal reason as to why you got involved in the cannabis movement that's becoming an industry. You're, literally, your peers were being locked up. Yeah, it, it was sad. Um they created so many records that for every four North Dakotans, there's about one record. Uh, that's how out of control it is up here. Totally out of control. So uh, maybe the tides are changing here because we're, you know, as we mentioned, just kind of a couple weeks away from midterm elections, which is an opportunity for us all to go get the vote out. Um, and you've been busy raising awareness about Measure 3 on on the ballot in North Dakota. So tell me more about what it's like on the ground there in North Dakota, uh, the reception you're getting when you're out there raising awareness, uh, who's helping you out, who's on your team, and, and how's it going? So on the ground, it's looking great. We have a fantastic team of dedicated activists, um, ranging from 55-year-old mothers like uh, Becky, all the way down to 20-year-olds like, uh, well, myself in my mid-20s and students on college campuses when we're knocking doors we're getting a generally positive response i'd say three out of every five doors we knock and that's about it i mean it's looking great three out of five are positive and i'm very happy to hear that yeah those are good numbers um are you i, I don't know what kind of funding your campaign has are you do you have billboards do you have ads in newspapers or or op-eds or are you uh on tv or anything getting the word out so we average so far two media appearances a week um on conventional media we're trying to push that up even higher but for the past month we've averaged a minimum of two appearances a week this past week we'll do about six appearances um so we're doing well on conventional media our biggest hurdle is fundraising um because we don't have big oil, we don't have big pharma. We've only raised about twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which means that you got to make every penny go. Um, it means that basically people are paying for their own literature. We don't have a paid staff, but we're we're getting it done. Um, so to answer your question, no on billboards, but yes on a lot of media appearances. Okay, um, great. Yeah, there's congratulations. Not a day where I'm not on some media now. That's exciting. Wow. Yeah. So. How much would you say it would take to really have a, a robust campaign? $100,000? So the opposition will have raised approximately $250,000 as of the time of this call. Oh, wow. So, That's only 10, you only have 10% of what the opposition has raised. Yep. I mean, wow. let me put it this way. Sam wrote a $55,000 check, and uh, in one day, they had raised twice what we'd raised in a year. Right. Do you so? But but it sounds like your polling is showing that more people are pro reform, and and maybe a lot of people are waking up to the idea that there's a lot of misinformation on the opposition side. I mean, we're doing well. We're doing great. But 
my only concern is a lie told often enough becomes a truth. And if they can just spend us into oblivion, there's not a whole lot of, that we can do about it. We can knock doors, pound pavement, but one activist knocking doors, if they knock doors for six hours, they're probably hitting 300 people. Mm-hmm. Whereas one TV spot hits 200,000. Yep, and that's a lot of money for sure. Yeah. Got it. So so mostly relying on earned media here, just getting journalists interested in in the the politics and the story and getting that opportunity to to talk about it. Yep, that's 100% what we're doing. But yes, we are looking very strong. Good, good. I'm glad to hear. Um well, we're super excited to hear more about it, but we have to take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and hear more details about Measure 3 itself. Um, and for anyone who wants to throw in some support, um, I'll share the website again later, uh, but the website for the North Dakota campaign is legalizend.com. And actually, NCIA has a really great resource on our website looking at more than just North Dakota. There's three other state initiatives that NCIA is endorsing. We're looking at Utah, we're looking at Michigan, and we're looking at Missouri. All those initiatives or campaigns are a little bit different between those four states, um, but you can check out more information about those if you visit the NCIA website www.thecannabisindustry.org slash election 2018 and you can check it out and learn more about each of the campaigns and hopefully donate if you have a few extra bucks to throw at these campaigns as David was just saying the the campaign here has only raised $25,000 in this very very grassroots um, outreach but the opposition has raised $250,000. So if you have some money to spare here in this last push toward election day to get more people to say yes on measure three, please log on and make some donations. Put your, put your money where your values are. If you want to see federal ending of marijuana prohibition, we're still doing this state by state by state. So. North Dakota, Utah, Missouri, and Michigan are all on the ballots this midterm election here in the year 2018. Pretty exciting. Um, all right, David, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and talk with you more and learn more about Measure 3. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. 
with our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and I'm welcoming David Owen back to the show here. Uh, He's with the Legalize North Dakota campaign, which will be measure three on the midterm election ballots coming right around the corner. Uh, so, David, so now I want to talk more about Measure 3, what it actually does, because from my view, it seems like it's not really establishing an industry. It's it's not creating a licensing structure, at least from what I've read for the cultivation or retail in the ways that I've seen in other states like Colorado, Washington, etc. So it kind of resembles what's going on in the District of Columbia, which was its own kind of unique thing where they did legalize marijuana, but they're not allowing an industry to flourish. So that's a little bit of a gray area for a lot of us. Um, So if you could kind of explain Measure 3, what it does do and what it doesn't do, uh, I think that would be helpful for everyone listening. So Measure 3, very simply, uh, recap, legalizes marijuana possession, use, manufacture, sale, distribution, growth, etc. to anyone over the age of 21 and for anyone over the age of 21. It seals records of all nonviolent marijuana-related activities as long as you are not selling to someone under 21 and nonviolent marijuana-related activities includes, but it's not limited to, sale, manufacture, distribution, possession, intent to sell, etc. So basically anything involved with the industry is sealed. Um, as long as you weren't dealing to kids. Um, It creates some small new penalties for possession for those under 21 and for sale to those under 21, mirroring those of alcohol. In terms of the business structure, the licenses will be true laissez-faire free market capitalism. And what that ultimately means is you will pay $133 to get a standard business license from the Secretary of State, and then you will be legally entitled to sell any quantity Um, so long as you are selling to someone over the age of 21, and so long as you pay the appropriate state sales, county sales, city sales, and federal and individual income taxes as applicable to your business. In terms of the growth and distribution platforms, for growth, it is unlimited home grow, and it is unlimited agricultural grow. In addition to uh, unlimited agricultural growth of hemp, you will not be subjected to soil testing, 
you will not be subjected to plant limits. All that you will require is ultimately, again, a small business, a business license for $133 to own the land. Um, in terms of distribution lines, again, you will purchase it from a grower and it will be relatively unregulated. The only thing is you will have to make sure that that grower themselves is selling you marijuana. So the testing that it is actually marijuana will be on the store before it puts it out to the public. Otherwise, you could be charged with felony distribution of a controlled Schedule One substance if it were laced. So the entire industry is completely laissez-faire, free market, virtually zero barrier to entry or exit. This is pretty fascinating considering, you know, we're a few years now into these highly, highly regulated states um, where it, it could cost you up to a million dollars to get a license that you have to apply for. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it's it's incredible. I'm just in shock that this is so different. So, li- literally, if this passes, if I live in North Dakota, I can grow as many plants as I want for my personal use. I don't have like a six-plant limit or anything so like that. The only exception would be if you don't own your own property. So, let's say, for example, you have a uh, apartment. Then you mm. would not be eligible. It would be subject to your landlord's rules. But if it's okay. your land, it's your rules. I can do. I can grow as much as I want. Great. And then if I want to uh, make some money off of it, um, I... $133 business license. I, I go get a $133 business license. No application required. I just go pay the money and get it. Well, hold on. The application, you would have to prove that you are a citizen of the United States of America. Okay. Or you're a corporate entity as re- registered by the IRS. Okay, okay, that's still not a huge barrier to entry. <laughs> um, wow, got it. And so then I go um, I go set up my farm stand on the highway and and say, you know, buds here, Bethany's buds. <laughs> and, and then I then just, you know what, check an ID when they pull over and come up to the farm stand. I mean, is is am, am I being ridiculous or is that like how it's gonna uh, be? I mean- Good luck putting your farm stand on highways with 75 mile an hour speed limits and uh, 12 feet of snow. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But in theory, you could do that. Uh, You would freeze to death, but you could try. Wow. Okay. All righty. So you also have to pay the sales tax. on. Okay. So you got to, but there's no point of sale system like metric or MJ freeway or any of these other uh, companies that have created point-of-sale, seed-to-sale tracking, that's not being required in North Dakota. Not at all. Wow. Okay, so it's just on me to keep a little register of all my sales and how much tax I owe and take the tax. It's just like you're a small business. So how about banking? How's banking going to go? Do the banks in North Dakota seem they're good to go? North Dakota has what's called the State Bank of North Dakota. We are the only state in the entire nation that has its own bank that is not subject to FDIC and not subject to Federal Reserve rules. Therefore, they're subject to the state law of North Dakota. Since marijuana is legal, you will have a bank from which you can send wires in and out and from which you can write and receive checks. My mind Although is... most merchant payment systems right will not work. Wow, that's fantastic. Do you expect to see um, just... I mean, with those kinds of rules, do you expect to see big cannabis come in, like like one of those huge companies that build these beautiful 
complex retail stores or do you think it's going to be more uh, relaxed even even on the retail side do, do you have any predictions there it could go one of two ways so let me put it this way Walmart is regulated about the same way as cannabis would be regulated under this bill and that doesn't mean that there's not Walmart um, so there will be some very large retailers there will be some very small retailers it's going to be just like um, the analogy I like to use is the clothing business um, so you have your Kohl's you have your JCPenney's you have your Nordstrom's but you also have your small boutique shops that sell a little bit here and a little bit there. It's going to run the whole gambit, in my opinion. It's going to make it a real industry, not a uh, industry where you have to know a guy to get involved. Great. Yeah. I wonder how many out-of-state companies that are licensed in some of these more intense uh, regulatory states are, you know, whether they're going to come set up shop in North Dakota, which is considerably lower stress as compared to these other states it, I'm just so interested in like what what that's actually going to look like um, you know a year from now or whenever and and if measure three does pass how soon will it take for uh, the state of North Dakota to say okay it's legal go play the, co- the state constitution mandates that any ballot measure passed by the people unless otherwise um, written in the measure must be enacted within 30 days. 30 so days? Yep, state constitution, gotta love it. Um, so it will all be done by December 6th. Now they have a little bit of wiggle room because that's when they have to accept applications for the $133 business license. So December 11th is when I'd be comfortable saying no matter what. Wow. <laughs> well. uh, ceiling of records, though, I do want to add. Um, basically... That has to be done by January 6th. Okay. No, this is fascinating. It's going to happen really quick. Okay, 2019 is going to be a whole new world in North Dakota uh, when Measure 3 passes. So um, it's looking good, but uh, before we take a commercial break, what are you going to do if it doesn't pass? Uh, Try again. Get back on that horse and keep going. Yep, maybe we'll change the measure a little bit. Maybe we'll make it more look like some other things. We'll have to have a meeting with the sponsorship committee to s- decide if they want me to serve a second term as chair, but we'll figure it out then. We That's will be crazy. back. We will be back. Well, uh, again, I encourage uh, listeners who want to see uh, legal marijuana across the United States to donate to campaigns such as Legalize North Dakota, Legalize uh, and Legalize ND. LegalizeMD.com. Um, and then, of course, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Michigan, Missouri, and Utah also need some love. So throw, throw some love at these new emerging uh, markets who are just trying to get these uh, campaign reform initiative thingies passed. All right, we're going to take a commercial break and then come back and wrap up our conversation with David Owen from the Legalized North Dakota campaign. Stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice weekly podcast, and we've been learning a lot more about the North Dakota Measure 3 campaign uh, to legalize cannabis for adults in North Dakota, and it's a fascinating measure. It 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 is so different from what is currently established in other states. Um, my mind is still just spinning a little bit, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully visiting North Dakota in 2019 for the first time to see it for myself. Um, so you are, David, you're, you're an advocate. You are taking the personal sacrifice in your life. You could be doing other things like going to law school, um, but instead you're on the ground. You're taking that risk to talk about something that's federally illegal still and get out there and change the hearts and minds of North Dakotans about legalizing. And I, I applaud you for that because that's how shit gets done. Um, it's so important to get involved and be active in the causes you care about, whether it's cannabis or something else. And it, would you just like to speak to being, you know, you're in your mid-20s. Um, what's, it, what's it like being an advocate and, and spending this time in your life working on these important things? And what would you say to somebody else who maybe wants to get more involved and doesn't, I don't know, maybe they, they're they're worried about something. What would you say to them? So there's not a single thing that's legal today that didn't start out at some point being regulated or made illegal by the government. I mean, we think about the right to vote. Well, that wasn't legal for the longest time. And at the end of the day, just because something's illegal doesn't mean that you can't advocate to change it. Being part of democracy means we have the right to change our laws. And ultimately, the laws that need to be changed the most are the ones that have these very strict penalties for nonsense. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I hate to go down that road, but it used to be illegal to teach people to read. 
Um, and mm. that, that only changed by people advocating for change of law. The one thing I will want to say as being an activist is people will pay attention to you. So understand that while you're doing this, you have to be squeaky clean. Um, the police know who I am by first name. Um, and at the end of the day, you can't be breaking laws while you're trying to change laws mm. because it, it changes the narrative. It's no longer activist who wears a suit talking about this. It's miscreant and criminal who's trying to look for an excuse and a way out. Um, and it's not, understand, it's not a glorious life. People think that in politics, oh, there's million dollar checks and schmoozing and all that. No. 90% of my day is spent knocking doors and on a phone, basically a glorified call center. Um, <laughs> driving to and from <laughs> and driving to and from things. And you got to understand what you're getting into and you got to really believe in what you're fighting for. Because I really don't feel like I've worked a day. Now, obviously, that's not true. I've gotten up every morning for the past nine months at six in the morning. I usually go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. But I don't feel like I've worked a day. Um, and that's the biggest reward in and of itself. And the people you meet along the way, let mm -hmm. me tell you. Let me tell you. They're wonderful people that you'll meet through this. Great. That, that's a great endorsement for participating in democracy. Um, obviously, as we mentioned, midterm elections are coming up. So vote if you've never voted before or maybe haven't voted in a while. Um, get out there. And I, I know it's not a presidential election. It's just midterms. But the people in Congress are the people who we go talk to at, at, at NCIA, our federal lobbyists are going all around Capitol Hill through all the House and Senate buildings having meetings with these people who are voted into office to represent their constituents. So make sure the person you're voting for represents your interests. Um, and I also appreciate what you said about when you put yourself in a public facing role where you're a spokesperson for a cause, it, it is important to think about how you're portraying yourself and uh, if you're keeping your side of the street clean, so to speak, and, and you're not going out there and making a bad name and being a bad apple that would uh, ruin or, or cause any issues with, with your ultimate goal. So thanks for that. And um, for those that are in the cannabis industry, as um, NCIA's annual lobby days happens every spring, It'll be in May uh, in 2019, so I, I encourage any NCIA member to remember to participate in Lobby Days. It's awesome. It's super fun. Um, and, of course, our upcoming conference where you can learn and connect. We have the California Cannabis Business Conference in Anaheim, California, October 22nd through 23rd, so right as this episode's airing. Um, and then in January, we'll gather for quarterly caucus events. And then in February, we're going to Boston for our third annual Seed to Sale show. So there's lots of opportunities just in the next few months for you to get informed, inspired, connected, and get out there and get involved for sure. Well, we have run out of time, but David, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me uh, from from the ground of the campaign to tell me what's going on and and to share with our listeners more about the campaign. So thank you for being on the show today. Once again, thank you for having me. 
Alrighty, so thanks everyone else for tuning in to yet another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 